Well, good morning, and thank you, uh, Brian and Ringers, for setting a tone for our service today. Welcome, friends, to our 8.30 service on this, the 21st Sunday after Pentecost. It's good to be together in God's house. Welcome to those of you in the room. Many more we know joining us online. It's good to be together in God's house. Some of you are visiting with us. We're really honored that you've come. We hope you leave some contact information so we can begin the process of befriending one another. Uh, two things, quickly, before I kick it over to Dr. Kim. Uh, one is, uh, you're receiving in the mail these cards that, that you guess how much money you're going to give next year. Uh, today's my birthday, and you make, can make <laughs> it very happy by putting a big number on here. We love our church and want to support our church, so I know you'll uh, jump into that very, very prayerfully. Uh, I'd also mention, just on a personal note, uh, Lisa's father, you know, died this week. Uh, unexpectedly. He's the former senior pastor here uh, back in the 70s and early 80s. So grateful for your expressions of uh, love. Keep us in uh, your prayers this week. My name is James Howell, and uh, it's my privilege to be up front this morning with my friend and colleague, Dr. Uyan Kim. Grateful to be together, friends. So many different ways that we can connect with each other to support one another as we journey in faith. There's the hospitality pad at the end of your pews. There's a QR code at the back of your bulletin. And for those of us online joining us, thank you so much. There's a link that you can click on to let us know how we can pray for you and share the ministries of our church. A couple of things we wanted to highlight for you today. Uh, believe it or not, we have Phantom of the Organ that's coming up already. Evan, are you ready? All right. This, this Wednesday, we have Phantom of the Organ. It's a wonderful ministry for all people, especially young people, so please check us out on that. And on Thursday, we have Project Agape. The details of these ministries are in your bulletin. It is good that we are here gathered together in God's space. Let us continue to prepare our hearts for worship.
friends, let us remain standing and join together in our affirmation of faith, the Apostles' Creed. Would you join with me? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Friends, would you join with me now as we pray together our prayer of confession, which you'll find printed in your bulletin. Let us pray. Gracious God, we carry anger in our hearts we cannot release. Our past regrets continue to shame us with pain. Scarcity binds our hearts from generosity and growth. Give us courage to choose you in the face of temptations. Set us free for joyful obedience and faithful witness. Open us to a future of peace, hope, and love with you. Amen. Friends, in our scripture reading, which you'll hear in just a moment, God says, I will be merciful to whom I will be merciful. That would be you, and you, and you, and all of us. And God is merciful again, and again, and again. And God's mercy heals and creates new life. Thanks be to God. So in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Old Testament reading is from Exodus, chapter 33, beginning with the 12th verse. Moses said to the Lord, I pray if I have found favor in your sight, show me now your ways that I may know you. And the Lord said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go with me, do not carry us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? And the Lord said to Moses, This very thing that you have spoken, I will do. For you have found favor in my sight. 
and I know you by name. Moses said, I pray of you, show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. But, he said, you cannot see my face, for you cannot see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place. While my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of a rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our passage in Exodus 33, it marks actually the third time that Moses intercedes on behalf of God's people since the, the calamitous, the idolatrous building of the golden calf. Remember that story? The Israelites, during Mo Moses' absence, builds an idol. If you have a hard time visualizing that, Ten Commandment, starring Charlton Heston, great, great way to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, visualize that. Uh, the first intercession is when Moses prays for forgiveness on behalf of God's people. Here we see Moses praying to intercede for God's abiding presence as they continue to journey onward onto the promised land. All throughout, really, the story of Exodus, we are reminded over and over again as Moses reminds us of our constant need as God's people to depend on God's presence, God's abiding presence and subsequently one of the great temptations that we face especially for those of us who might consider to be high functioning people is our temptations to rely wholly upon human strength our planning and even our talents Moses does not fall into this temptation he prays for God's abiding presence always we are comforted by this God who goes ahead of us to prepare a place for us onto this promised land that flows with, as we read, milk, milk and honey. And to be sure, this Exodus journey as the Israelites have left their place of slavery in Egypt onto this foreign land that they have yet to arrive, to be sure they encounter unexpected pain, right? unexpected challenges, circumstances they could not prepare for. And the trip is taking way longer, like way longer than anybody anticipated. I'm far more compassionate about the complaining ways of Israelites now more than ever before, now that I have a family of my own. They travel for 40 years wandering the de desert uh, my, my got two kids, as you know, whenever we travel, we have an unspoken rule. We don't travel further than four hours. That's our travel radius, four hours in our minivan. And it's temperature controlled. We got AC and heat, and people complain anyways. <laughs> whenever we make that turn onto, for those of us who live in Charlotte, whenever we make that turn onto Runnymede Lane, 
Surely, one of the two kids, usually it's Chloe, asked the proverbial question, are we there yet? No, Chloe, we're not there yet. Don't ask for three hours. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? It's hard to be a family. Right? It's hard to be a family on the move. And it's even harder still to be a family on the move for decades. In the midst of all of this, in the midst of the moving back and forth, Moses prays to God, says, if I have found favor in your sight, show me your ways. Show me your glory. In all of my coming and going, show me your ways. Show me your glory. Through the highs and lows of life on this travel, show me your ways. Show me your glory in my joys and in the depth of my grief. Show me your ways. Show me your glory. When things do not get better and when pain persists, show me your ways. Show me your glory. Sister Marianne Stoger and Sister Margaret Pisarek, uh, these are names that you probably don't know, but we should know them. They grew up in 40s, 50s in Austria, not to be confused with Australia. I just find that so funny, personally. Austria, not Australia. From an early age, Sister Mary Ann and Sister Margaret felt the call of God in their life to grow in love with Jesus, to be of service and witness to God's people. Sister Mary Ann uh, spoke about how in her mid-teens, uh, she prayed to God to send her away from her home, Austria, to a foreign place promised land of sorts. And she said, God, send me to the most desperate and the poorest place on the planet. In the early 60s, both of these sisters graduated from nursing school, and they were both sent, uh, sent from God, sent from the church onto a place. And it so happened to be some of the poorest and the most desperate place on the planet in the early 60s, and it was Sorok Island in South Korea. This was an island where people still live to this day, by the way, though there are far less people there now than there were in the 60s. It was only accessible by boats. It is only a few years ago when the Korean government finally built the bridge to increase accessibility. This island was established back in 1916 during the, the, the Japanese regime when Korea was under Japanese colony, and the Japanese government established this island for people with Hansen's disease, people with leprosy. Uh, this was an island where a group of people would be shipped off and shipped out, ripped away from their family and friends. They were left there to work until they died. It's impossible for me and for any of us to really imagine the depth of sickness, poverty, and the desperateness of this place, especially in the 60s. My wife and I were recently talking about if God should call us to a place like Sorok Island in the 60s, would we have gone? Would we have said yes? Would we have even asked? 
I'm not proud of it, but the truth is, and I've shared this with my wife, and she agreed, I don't think I would have gone anywhere in South Korea in the 60s, let alone a leper colony. Sister Marianne and Sister Margaret went to Sorok Island, and they were told that they'll be serving there for five years. These two nuns chose to stay to be an instrument of healing, to be an instrument of presence, to love and to care for these countless lepers abandoned by the world, and they stayed for 43 years. It was only in 2005 when their own health began to fail that they returned home to Austria. After 43 years of faithful service and witness, these nuns did not want to make a scene of them leaving, so they left a letter, and at the end of the letter, this is what they wrote. Thank you for the great amount of respect and love that you have given us. And please forgive us if we, as non-Koreans, have ever hurt you. People of the island later on, when they were interviewed, shared how these two nuns were the first people to have ever touched them after they got sick. Not with gloves, not from a distance, but from close, in person, with their own hands, with so much dignity, and love. Do you think before being sent to Sorok Island and during the time, during the time of those 43 years that these two sisters stayed there, do you think at some point that they also prayed like Moses to God, to their God, to pray, show me your ways, O God. Show me your glory. Do you think within those 43 years of their witness, in their loving, in their ever-caring presence, they did encounter indeed the ways of God, the glory of God? Yeah? Amen. As I'm reading the stories of these two sisters, Sister Margaret and Sister Marianne, I'm also reminded of passages from Mark 10 and Matthew 20. Mark 10 is when James and John approaches Jesus. They say, you know, we have a, a request. Jesus, well, what do you got? And they say, can we sit on your right hand and left hand of the kingdom of God? And then in Matthew 20, there's Mother of Zebedee. She approaches Jesus. And what does she request? Can two of my sons be seated at the right hand and left hand of God? What silly questions. I don't know if they ever made it there, but I'm quite sure Jesus would ask Sister Mary Ann and Sister Margaret, come sit at my right and at my left. And the irony would be that these two sisters would decline. They would choose to sit outside with the lepers. The Korean government recently recognized these two nuns, but true to form, they wished not for any attention at all. This Sister Marianne said, I didn't want to do interviews because there was nothing at all special about life on Sorok Island. It was through the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ that I was able to serve. God is near us, and we live through his power, she said. As Jesus Christ lived through the pain of being nailed to the cross, so we must live with joy in our faith. Indeed, 
you can love anyone. I think whenever we seek God's ways, when we pray, God, I seek your glory, uh, we as Christian people living in the world, we often confuse God's glory for world's glamour. These two are vastly different. Seek God's glory, but let go of any indulgence of glamour. God's glory is nothing like the world's glamour. God's glory is so different from our predictable need for popularity and fame. Do we pray for God's way to be revealed to us? Do we pray that we live in to God's glory? Living into God's glory is far more than our need, and rightfully so, our need for God's affirmation for us, for God's affirmation and acceptance in our lives. God's glory means that we dig in deep, and when we're called, we dig our heels, and we seek God's way through the highs and lows of life. And we remain, we stay, we stay. So may we seek your glory, O God, as we journey to the very place that you've called us, the very place that you prepare for us. Show us your glory in the midst of our uncertainty. In the midst of our unexpected conflict and challenges, show us your glory. When we find ourselves away from the familiar, and when the light starts to dim and darkness seems to prevail, show us your glory in the midst of all of our anxiety and anger. Show us your glory. And in all things, in all places, at all times, may we follow you and may we glorify your name. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us continue in prayer. Heavenly God, we give thanks for the ways your spirit has filled this place this morning. We have heard your beauty in the organ notes, the bells, the songs we've sung, the speaking of your word. We have seen your love in the faces of those around us and we have contemplated your majesty in our thoughts throughout this service. Help us to be formed by your goodness in this space. Lord, in your mercy. All loving God, help us to seek you in the chaos of our lives. As our school years push on and we navigate the pressures of academia and athletics, help us to find rest and our sense of self in you first. As travel opportunities arise and week after week feels hectic and overwhelming, help us to pause, to take a breath and rest in you. Lord, grant us the desire for peace, calm, and rest. Lord, in your mercy. God of all people, we know that you have been in the rubble of those suffering all across the world, especially in the Middle East. You have heard the cries of your Israeli and Palestinian children. You have mourned with the world as conflict has torn your children from one another. 
Hear the prayers of the world as we cry out for peace. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, help us to remember that suffering of others does not take away our own suffering. Give us the courage to name our sadness and our trials in this space before you, O Lord. We know there are those among us who are in the midst of grief, whether it is the fresh sting of losing a loved one or the annual reminder of a loved one gone. Lord, be with those in grief. This week, we especially lift up the family, the Howell and Stockton family, as they mourn the loss of Bishop Tom Stockton. We give thanks for the ways he loved his family, the world, in the ways he loved our church in the time he served here. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, thank you for bringing us to this time of worship. May we be formed by one another and by your word. Let us pray the prayer your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As our ushers come forward, I want to thank you for your continued generosity in our church. Yesterday, we had a third grade retreat and we had over 20 children join for that. And that is such good news that people are being formed and finding community and growing in our church. So thank you.
Lord, we know that all that is good comes from you. Help us to have generous hearts as we continue to be your church. May these gifts be given to your glory. Lord's name we pray. Amen. Friends, may we as the people of God at Myers Park United Methodist Church continue to journey our path in the ways of God, seeking God's glory in all that we do. May the love of the God, the Father, the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus to Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore.